Uh, today, we are speaking about the answer is on the way. <laughs> it's not like the checks in the mail. <laughs> you know, people say, well, I just wrote that check and, you know, you didn't get it yet. Well, it's in the mail, you know. It's like my, uh, I sometimes tell the little joke that I send people their birthday card or Christmas card and it's a postcard and I put a $50 bill on it and I send it to them and they didn't get it. You know, you just can't trust the post office, you know. Of course, I didn't send it. That was a little joke, you know, but uh, very little. But anyhow, the answer is on the way. So whenever we think about our prayers and we, how many have prayed for things that haven't had answers yet? And the rest of us just haven't prayed, that's all. <laughs> so we have prayers that we have a- asked and made to the Lord, and they just haven't, haven't had an answer yet. So we, we look at, and our scripture is taken from the book of Daniel, but before I go to the, the text that uh, I, I'm, I want, the, the key verse in Daniel, we've got to, as we look at Daniel, we see an individual who is, as a teenager, how many are teenagers? How many want to be teenagers? No. <laughs> so Daniel was a teenager, and whenever uh, the invading army of Babylon comes over and, and takes over the city, they take the teenagers, the brightest and the best of the, the, the teenagers, they take them and they take them back to Babylon. So they're taken from their homes, they're taken from their families, and they're reinserted in a culture that is far away from them. And uh, the, the culture that is far away from them wants to use them, <laughs> wants to use their intellectual prowls, they want to use their abilities because they think of these teens as being uh, the best of the best of that area. So Daniel is one of these individuals. Now, here he is reinserted into a foreign culture. Now, prime, if we were thinking of, you know, if you were going somewhere, we'd want to, we want to please our captors. <laughs> we want to make sure they don't hurt us, kill us, whatever. Well, Daniel, the first thing he does is he won't eat the meat of, of, that, of, of Babylon because in the butcher shops of Babylon, they sacrifice the animals to foreign gods to all these different gods that, you know, and that's not who Daniel is believing in. So Daniel, as a teenager, goes against the king of Babylon and says, I I can't do this. I can't eat this. Well, then you're going to die. Okay. (laughs) So Daniel convinces the person who's his overseer to uh, just, you know, let them not eat meat, but eat, uh, he goes, so he's a total vegetarian diet. Okay. So for Daniel and his companions that are from Israel, they show themselves much brighter and much better than all those who have been uh, of Babylon. So they just continue to work his way and be able to look at how that his life is, is being changed. Now, one of the things that's most important, Daniel does not see himself as a victim. <laughs> you see, change your past and you'll change your future. I thought of this the other day. Change your past and you'll change your future. Well, we can't change our past. Well, we have to change the way we think about our past. If we think that our past and all of our past, we've just been victims. 
You know, people have made us do things we don't want to do and that we've been forced to feel things that we really don't want to feel. And it's not our fault that we are what we are. And it's somebody else's fault. And somebody, this has happened. This bad has happened. And so we just line up all these things that make us a victim. (laughs) Well, if you're a victim, you'll be a victim in the future. It doesn't change with the circumstances. It changes with our minds. It changes with our hearts. Now, God is either in charge of our life or he is not. God is in charge or he is not in charge. So what's it going to be? You mean all these things that have happened to me in my life are the hand of God working? Well, what if they are? What if this, you know, the very things that have happened in your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, all those things are, are a result of God trying to take us to a place that we need to be so that you can, I can become the very person he created us to be. See, living is not so much about me. Our living is about God through me. Now, when God is living through me, then everything I do has value. Everything that happens in my life has a purpose. And I need to see that God is not trying to put me in a place that's going to destroy me. God is trying to get us in a place where we can find that niche for which we were created. And that niche is constantly changing. (laughs) You know, sometimes it gets a little tight. If I'd lose weight, it would fit better. But, you know, <laughs> but the niche that we have in our personalities, the niche that we have, the, the, the anger, the resentment, the unforgiveness, the, the you know, the, you know, the got to get even, those aren't part of the kingdom of God. They are not part of God's plan. So Daniel is taken, he's taken captive by a foreign army. He's, he's in a foreign place, and what is he going to do? Oh, my gosh, my world is collapsing about me. God has lost control and everything has gone, gone wrong. He's a victim of circumstances. But in Daniel's faith, he believes that God is in charge. Hmm. So he's not a victim. He is, he is in the perfect place for God to use him to make a difference. <laughs> the key verse in Daniel is, he, God, this is chapter 222, I didn't give this to you yet. This is, this is one I added this morning. Um, he, God, reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light and dwells with, and light dwells with him. God is light. Our lives are not hidden in darkness. Our lives are not off in some dark corner somewhere. God is in charge. God is with me. God is my very present help in time of trouble. He will never leave me nor forsake me. My will, God's will, is for my betterment and for my good. And no matter what happens in my life, I am not a victim. (laughs) And God does not use shame to motivate us. Shame-based thinking is no matter what happens, I'm wrong and I feel bad about it. (laughs) I feel bad about this, I feel bad. No, we need to feel good about God being in us and with us and that he will help us. And no matter where we find ourselves, whether it's taking a test, doing a presentation, or walking down the street, God is going to be there to help us. 
God is there to help us. So Daniel is this um, young teenager, and Daniel was not in despair over the events that have taken place. He, he knows that God is going to turn this around to good. <laughs> now, if you read the book of Daniel, you find out he goes to Babylon as a teenager. He ends up working himself up to being the assistant to Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon. And how does he get there? He gets there by praying three times a day and people frame him and he ends up in the lion's den. Daniel in the lion's den. This is the same guy. Uh, he prays. He stays with his confidence in himself and God. And so people frame him. Daniel is not a victim of being framed. He is a child of God being led by God by other people's mistakes and failures, by other people's jealousy. So here are these, these other rulers who are jealous of Daniel. They figure out a scheme to get rid of him, and so he ends up going into the lion's den. What happens in the lion's den? He gets eaten by lions and his life is over. <laughs> he, go, he goes to sleep. He's there for the night. Might as well take a rest. You know, so he's in the lion's den and nothing happens. He's not a victim. You see, we can be in the middle of terrible surroundings. You're not a victim. Well, I didn't plan it this way. So, God is in charge. I prayed that I would not be here and I am. <laughs> Doesn't matter. God is in charge. So, Daniel became one of the king's most trusted advisors, and Daniel was faithful. He was not a victim, and no matter what happened, even in the transition from Israel to Babylon, from Babylon to the Medes and the Persians, Daniel is faithful to God, and God takes him each step of the way. Now, the answer is on the way. So, did you ever wonder why God didn't answer your prayers? or the prayer that you've been most specific about? You know, what is the thing that, what one thing, what two things or whatever, that's on your mind, been on your mind, in your heart for many years, many times, and you've been praying about it, praying about it, and nothing ever happens? It doesn't happen the way you want. Well, there are things that you're believing for. There are dreams that you want to come to pass. Maybe you want your health to turn around. Maybe you want to meet the right person. Maybe you want to get a better job. But you see, I, I, I like the one guy said, if you're going to pray for God to help you, don't pray for a dollar an hour increase. <laughs> pray God-sized prayers. God-sized prayers are beyond the big Beyond our wildest imagination, what God has planned for you has not even entered into our hearts and minds. Now, if what God has planned for us hasn't entered into our hearts and minds, how can we be so confining in our prayers? How can we be so, so limited in our perspectives? So, we, you know, it's like learning to be able to move and expand our borders and expand our boundaries. You know, there are some people that have grown up in Wimber, they worked in Wimber, and they live in Wimber, and they've never hardly been out of Wimber. <laughs> you know? 
Uh, I mean, I remember, on a, I remember on a bus trip when I think it was when Rachel was in school, we were in through Johnstown, and some little kid says, wow, that's the inclined plane. <laughs> you know, they had been out of Winber. But you know, there are kids that travel all over the world. There are kids that, you know, the one family that we know, the, before he graduated from high school, he wanted to be on every continent. <laughs> His mother wanted to make sure he was on every continent before he graduated from high school. And Antarctica was his last adventure before he went on to college. Now, you see, there are people who live in Wimber, and there are people who live in the world. What does God want for our life, and how is it our prayers are in such a place that God isn't answering, and perhaps they're not big enough? <laughs> perhaps it's not big enough. Perhaps there's more you could do. Perhaps there is nothing more you can do but trust. You see, that's where we need to know what's going on in our heart. But what you can't see is that God is working behind the scenes. That's the important thing that we see here with Daniel, that God is working behind the scenes. In, in all of these things that went wrong for Daniel, ending up in the lion's den, it was God working behind the scenes to promote Daniel. So even when people are working against you, they are working for you. When people are trying to tear you down, they're actually building you up. Because our faith is that God is at work in every situation. He's working behind the scenes. He's not only heard your prayer, he's put the miracle in motion. <laughs> the miracle is in motion. It is coming. It is about to happen. What's going to happen tomorrow? Anybody know? It's an eclipse. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Monday. It's an eclipse. Well, what happens with an eclipse? <laughs> there has to be an alignment. There has to be an alignment of the sun and the moon and it casts a shadow. And if there's not the alignment, there's no shadow. Well, our future is not in the stars, but just like the stars and the moon and the sun and the sun and the moon have to align up for there to be an eclipse, God is at work for the advantage of each of our lives and that there are things lining up for the answer to your prayer. But you're not a victim of somebody else's, somebody else's uh, plans and schemes. The psalmist said in Psalm 56, 9 says, uh, the very day I called for help, the tide of the battle turns. This I know for God is with me. Every time we pray, everything begins to turn in the right direction. Why? Because God is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. They give me guidance. Every day at school, every day at a test, God is with me. We never leave the house. We never leave the house without asking for God's blessing and favor to be upon our life, to give us the strength and wisdom for the day, and help me to study, help me to understand, help me to do my best in each of these places. And God is with you. Nothing changed. What, what, everything went wrong. Doesn't matter. God is with me. How am I going to work at it? I'm not a victim. So, in the unseen realm, God begins to change things for our lives. Just because you don't see anything doesn't mean something isn't happening. The answer is on the way. Well, what if it takes a lifetime? Okay, 
What if it happens in the next few moments? Okay, I'm in favor of that. <laughs> Make it happen, Lord. Well, the people who see answers to their prayers and promises fulfilled are the people who keep praying and keep asking. You know, Jesus used the story about the widow who got, what she, got a fair shake in the judicial system from a, from a judge who didn't care about God, didn't care about people. He, she got fairness in the system because what? She kept knocking. Thank you very much. <laughs> you win the prize. <laughs> yes. Very, very relevant there. You see, she kept on going. She kept on asking. She kept being there because it wasn't right what was going on to her. So, in our lives, God wants to bless us. Why? Because we're his beloved children. That we are safe in the arms of our Father. And when I am in God's hands, nothing can separate me from him. So, God is at work. And our prayers are, are knocking. So, so we keep praying, we keep believing, and we keep asking. Job, in the, in the worst of his difficulties, though he slay me, yet will I praise him. Job didn't understand the problem, but he knew God was with him. And what everybody was telling him he knew wasn't right because it didn't set with his heart. Because the God he knew in his heart was not the God of the people trying to tell him it was all his fault. We need to have faith in God, not faith in people. People will make up all kinds of stuff to make it look good or make them feel good or have some kind of an answer. But people don't have an answer. God does. So, Daniel had been praying and fasting, asking God for help, but nothing was changing. Daniel prayed and fasted for 21 days. Hmm. Then one morning he saw a vision in which an angel appeared to him. You see, Daniel was not a victim. He was questioning what happened. Why hasn't, why hasn't the answer come? And the, the, the scripture says, and behold, verse 10, and behold, a hand touched me. So Daniel, this great vision was there. It came to him, and he had no strength. The vision came, the angel came. He, he fell to the ground and, and face down, and, and you know, he's just, <laughs> as it were, knocked out. Um, just lost all of his strength in the presence of this great angel. And behold, a hand touched me, and which, he, which set me unsteadily upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. So he's shaking on his hands and knees now. And the angel said to me, O Daniel, you greatly beloved man. <laughs> Daniel, you greatly beloved man. You see, this is you and I, greatly beloved of God. We are his son and his daughter. We are greatly loved by God. That's not us telling God that we're, we're worthy of love. That's God telling us this is our position. Now, greatly beloved man, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright. Remember last week or the week before we talked about that we have a special, Jesus, they asked him, why are you telling so many stories? Why do you keep telling these stories? And Jesus says, because you have an understanding that other people don't have. That's what he's telling his disciples. And here, 
the, the, the angel is telling Daniel the same thing. You have an understanding. You have to understand the words that I speak and you stand upright. You have an understanding. You have an insight. You don't understand, we don't get how important this is. You have the ability to see things and understand things that the common person who's never been in church just can't see. You have an understanding that, that makes you different than anybody else. I mean, other Christians, you, you know, other Christians are in the same place, but you and I, as believers in Christ, have an understanding of life that is totally different than people who don't believe in God. That's why you're different. You're unique. You are set apart because you are the body of Jesus Christ. And your position in the body of Christ has value. Your value is so great. God has chosen you to be such a part of the body of Christ that the body doesn't function right if you're not part of it. Because that's how much God believes in you. To make you part of his body. So you have an understanding. You have insight. You have the ability to bless people. What you bind on earth is bound in heaven. What you bless and loose on earth is loosed in heaven. That you have the ability to help people just by praying for them. Just by being in their presence, you have something that they need. <laughs> they need God and you're, the, you're it. <laughs> you're him. To some people, they've never met God until they met you. Daniel, verse 12. Then he said to me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou set your mind and heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard, and I have come as a consequence of and in response to your words. The angels telling Daniel, from the very moment you prayed... The answer was coming. Okay? From the very moment you prayed, the answer started. From the very moment you prayed for all those things that you've been in your mind that are unanswered prayers, from the moment you prayed, the answer is being put together. And sometimes we have God is waiting, not for us, but for everything else, for this whole plan for which you've been praying, to come into place. The sun the moon, the eclipse. Sometimes your prayers are not answered because other people are not in place to receive the blessing of what you've been asking for. <laughs> Sometimes our prayers are not answered because in this case, Daniel is saying, the angel tells Daniel, the prince of Persia, there's the enemy, <laughs> the spiritual enemy. The devil doesn't want you to be confident in your faith. Because if you are confident in your faith, you're gonna, <laughs> you're 
You're going to kick the can down the road. You're going to kick the devil right out of the place. You're going you're gonna to walk in confidence in which the devil himself cannot stand in front of you. I like that story which the, the guy's on a, the, the stage. He's on one side of the stage and he sees the devil on the other side of the stage. This is in his dream. And he's standing there, he's paralyzed and the devil's laughing at him. And then suddenly Jesus comes between them. And, you know, the devil stops laughing. And then Jesus starts backing up. And in his dream, the guy says, Jesus, you're getting too close. And the next thing you know, Jesus is inside of him. And the devil's not laughing. Because the person realizes the authority he has in the spiritual realm. And the devil has to flee. Not because of us, but because of Christ in us. It isn't because we're some super spiritual being that we can walk on water, you know? Uh, we can walk on ice, I know. But we can't walk on water. But God, you know, it isn't that we're some super, we just recognize that we're very special in the heart of God and the eyes of God. And he has given us these thoughts and these dreams and these aspirations because he wants to bless us so we can build bigger barns. No. He wants to bless us so that we can be blessings. <laughs> Daniel, verse 13 but the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. Then Michael, <laughs> the one of the chief of the celestial princes, came to help me, for I remained there with that king of Persia. So the enemy, the angel, the, the, the demon, whatever, we never want to fight spiritual battles in our own strength, because you can't. We can't. You can't compete against an angel evil or good. They're just so more, much more powerful than we are. But whenever we are in God's size, he that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. So we recognize that our position in Christ is one of those in which God is at work inside of us. So we are not, not to believe the lies that say that our prayers are in vain. We are not to believe the lies that says we don't, you know, we should give up our hopes we're not to believe that this is a waste of time, but we are to believe that on the first day that we prayed, God was, be, his, he, God was aligning things and bringing things to pass to answer our prayers. <laughs> on the very first, so our, our thoughts to give up don't come from God. Our thoughts to pray are from Him. Our thoughts to pray <laughs> God-sized prayers I believe, come from God. That God is willing and able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. So we haven't begun to think what God wants to do in our lives. If God, we haven't begun, then why are we <laughs> caught up in little trivial things that, why is this going wrong and why is that going wrong? Do you know, the people who do not ask for help get, war, uh, get worn out in doing if you don't ask for help, you will become worn out in your doing. So we are asking God for help. <laughs> that his strength would become our strength. That his, our thoughts would become his thoughts. That his power would become our power. You see, the answer is on the way. <laughs> for, the, for Daniel, it took 21 days. 
The angel has already been dispatched, as it were. The answers from heaven have already started. The, the, the blessing of God is already there. It just needs to be transferred over to our realm. But, you know, sometimes things aren't in place, and God is waiting for the perfect time. So don't give up. Don't become weary in well-doing, because you will reap a harvest if you faint not. Do you know, <laughs> it's... Uh, you can't harvest corn. You can get sweet corn, but field corn. You can't harvest corn just yet around here. Why? It's not in its season. <laughs> Sometimes what we're praying for is a season. <laughs> and the season of God's blessing for our life, we are entering that season. But certain Harvest things are not just ripe yet. And when it's the time, we will, be the, the, we will have the ability to reap the harvest. We have the ability to, to understand that God has given us the strength to be able to do the work, to be able to see through this. It's not by how I'm going to get it done. It's how the God is going to help me to accomplish the task. And God has answered my prayer. Just isn't here yet. So what's the delay? Well, like Daniel, there are forces trying to keep you from. There are forces that are trying to keep you from your healing, your freedom, from a new level of life, from the new job, from promotion, from success, from increase. But you see, the good news is the forces that are for you are greater than the forces that are against you. You're not a victim. You are not a victim. If you are confronted with the situation, you have the ability to accomplish the situation. If you are confronted with a task, you have the ability to accomplish the task, whether in your own strength, whether it's in the strength of God, or whether it's by getting the right people together to accomplish it. You see, it isn't so much that we do everything, it's that we have the ability to organize, we have the ability to, to uh uh, see, have insight and wisdom and understanding. You have giftings that other people don't have because you're God's child. Amen? You're God's child. And, and I'll, I'll close with this, Hebrews 10.35. So do not throw away your confidence. It will be rewarded. <laughs> don't throw away your confidence. In the book of Hebrews, this scripture is in a text where people have gone through a lot of suffering and they've been, <laughs> their homes and houses and lands have been just totally uh, taken away from them. A lot like Daniel. Taken out of his own home, taken out of his own land, put in a foreign place, and being at the bottom of the heap, as it were, Daniel, in his faithfulness to God, ends up being second command of the Babylonian Empire and transitions to the Medes and the Persian Empire. Doesn't matter who was in charge. Daniel was not a victim. God was in charge. In your transition, school, job, people, whatever, God is in charge. He will help you in the transition. And he will give you, ask for his help, ask for his blessing, ask for his insight, ask for his strength, ask for what God, you know, whatever you have need of, ask. Keep on asking. Keep on asking. And keep on asking. Because the answer to your prayers are on the way. 
Shall we stand? Psalm 34, 19 says, The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. <laughs> you see, everywhere in the Scripture, it doesn't say we're the righteous. The Scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Never seen the righteous out begging bread. Never seen the righteous defeated. Because we belong to the King of kings and Lord of lords. He reigns within our hearts. The whole universe is run by him and we will never be defeated in Christ. We may die, but that's not defeat, that's victory. So until we die, we live in faith knowing that God is in charge and God will bless your life if you ask. God will give you strength if you ask. You see, just because certain things didn't get answered doesn't mean it won't be. So we stand in faith because the answer is on the way. Amen? Say that. The answer is on the way. So every prayer that we've prayed, the answer is on the way. Amen? So what are we going to remember? The answer is on the way. Amen. Amen. <laughs>